Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Say what? Charette. Dr. Gordon. What's happening, sir? Oh, man. Summer. Yes! Letting yes. the rays hit me. The mm-hmm. summer rays, Mike. Yeah. Also known as UVA and UVB rays. Yes, but two types of rays. Don't worry, I've got sunscreen, listeners. Don't worry. It's like a graduation over here. You remember that mm-hmm. song? Oh, God. You remember that? Grad- the, Wait, the, what? The sunscreen song where it's just no. like a... Bu- you don't remember that? <laughs> the sunscreen uh, song? Yeah. The, the commercial? No, 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 no. There's a song, and I, I, it, it's, it's like sunscreen is the title, and it's just a whole bunch of, like recommendations of life that's a fact i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna come back uh after break and we're gonna talk about this stupid song a little bit more okay listeners are like all right note to self stop listening after break (laughs) so true uh mike how are you man uh fantastic doc g uh just want to say thank you for the happy birthday brookie brownie cookie uh that was fantastic of course Um, of course man man Fantastic. Number, I mean, does does it fit the number one? Your number one dessert brownies? Did it did it reach that level as a brookie? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't know if I mentioned this, Doc G, but like, top, I don't. It's not a dessert, but top three sweets Oreos. One of the three. I don't know where it is, but it's Oreo cookies are the absolute shiznittle bam. That's a fact. I took a stab, Mike. I mean, who doesn't like? Oreo cookies. I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't there's know. So, there's something somebody. wrong with you if you don't like it. You know? Yeah. They're vegan. What? That, that's that's the main reason people I mean, like. That's them. not like the main selling. No, product, no, yeah. that's the only I mean, one. That's even it. The vegans. That's it. That's the only thing that sells them. If they and it'd be really weird if they were like, oh, by the way, this cream made out of pork fat. What? <laughs> uh, that's weird. Okay, I guess I'll still eat them. <laughs> that's right. I'm not going to be happy about it, but all right. <laughs> Mike, it is, it is summer, and I am excited about summer. We know, as I've mentioned to the listeners, this is a summer show. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know what goes with summer? Besides Brookies and Oreos? Ice water. That's true. <laughs> and... Summer vacations. Summer vacations, yes. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel I feel like it's a little different when you're in Florida though, you know? Like your world's a little bit upside down. Mm-hmm. It's like when I was in Miami for undergrad and everybody'd be like, Hey, we're going to Miami for spring break and I'd be like, Hmm. I'm already here. <laughs> you know, like like it's uh, you know, and I mean it's sort of the same. <laughs> Everybody's coming down to yeah. to Florida for summer vacation, and like you know, so you're you're in opposite land. Mm-hmm. Did did you do a yearly summer vacation growing up? No, I didn't. Yeah, no, 
Yeah, I didn't. Sorry. Was that more? Was that more because your family was like, "No, we can't do this," or was that more because you were like, "We're in Florida. Why would we go on one?" Hmm. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. We weren't like really a vacation family, Doctor. I know that's so sad. No, not really. No, we don't. We went to like Key West once. We went to a couple spots, but it was we didn't really have a lot of vacations. My my family was the same place, same same thing every single year. You know, I'm not complaining. Yeah. It was nice, but like it, <laughs> you know, we 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 were we were regular. We were not one of those people. Is like Grand Canyon this year, Great yeah. Lakes next year. No, it was South Carolina. That was it. <laughs> South Carolina every single summer. That's what we yeah. did, you know. And I was I was thinking about it because the other day I was cruising the old news headlines and I saw one that grabbed my attention uh, from our friends over at Travel and Leisure, Mike. <laughs> Travel and Leisure. They said 25 best summer vacation ideas. And Ooh. I said, oh, Oh. And I started to ask myself, I was like, was my family missing out on something? Could we have had some great times in these locales? So I decided that I'd look at it, Mike. Decided right. that I'd look at it. And as usual, most of the list on this show, listeners, don't worry, we're not doing all 25. Nope. I'm going to pick like seven or however many we have time for, and then we'll okay. move on. But I was going through, Mike, first off, 24 on the list. The 24th, the title, they, they they didn't just say go to this place. They all had little titles. And so the mm -hmm. 24th one was road tripping from Charleston to Savannah. Say what? Mm. You know how many times I've done this, Mike? This is what, like, it's actually probably not an insane number. It's like seven or eight. But I've <laughs> still done this a whole bunch of times. And I yeah. will definitely endorse this one. This is a strong summer vacay. You get a That's real a nice drive. You get a real just, you know, southern United States vibe down there. And not the horrible kind. You know, because there's obviously the yeah. horrible southern states vibe. <laughs> yeah. This is a nice one. It's so true. It's live oaks and Spanish moss and just laid back, nice how you doing vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. both cities have pralines. You can get pralines mm. in both cities. Delicious pralines. So, fully endorse 24 on their list, Mike. Lots of uh, fireworks stands as well, right? On the oh, middle, yeah. That you, South Carolina, you can't not get fireworks. That's yeah. like, you know, it's sort of one of those things that goes with South Carolina. You know? Uh. That, palmetto trees... Roaches. Ew. It's pretty mm -hmm. much, you know, a lot of similarities with Florida, just on a smaller, smaller scale. I gotcha. Less I gotcha. meth, less alligators. You mm -hmm. know, those two things. Florida's got a, a monopoly on. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Twenty-two on the list. Really step up the exotic. They go from this normal, just driving down the coast. I guess it's where you're from too. But twenty-two yeah. on the list. Pretending you're 007 in Monaco. Hmm. I don't know, Mike. I feel like I'm going to need a spending cap on these trips. I was like, <laughs> it's like, Monaco? How much is that? I, I took a look. The cheapest ticket I could find was $2,500, Mike, round trip. Hmm. 
And I was like, yeah, that's already over my budget. I'm not. Yeah. And that's the and that's that's just the the flight. Then I got to stay in Monaco. What's the cheapest cheapest hotel I can find there? Is there an Airbnb with some old lady I can live with? Because <laughs> not spending that kind of money. I don't know, Mike. I'm guessing. I don't think we've. You've never been to Monaco, right? Doctor, I was just about to ask you. I have no idea where this place even is. Uh, this is so embarrassing. Is it in Italy? I'm imagining. Yeah, uh, close. It's, it's on the Mediterranean. Okay. It's a, right. it's an independent it's an independent state right on the coast of France oh, in okay, the Mediterranean. Gotcha. You know. Nice. And it oh, it's very nice. You know, it's one of those that you see it's it's you know, it's associated with racing, it's associated with international gambling. Mm. Uh lots of rich folks in Monaco. Okay. Lots of lots of rich so folks. So true. Number 19, this one drew me in, Mike. Number 19, summoning Machu Picchu. Yes. Yeah, and I got to say, Mike, this has always drawn me in. Ever since I knew Machu Picchu was a thing, I was like, that looks awesome. You know? Yes! Like, I mean, you, you get up there, and it's a mysterious ancient civilization in a remote jungle on the top of a mountain. Like, it's just cool. That's right. And, mm. and even bigger bonus... In travel and leisure, Mike, they had a picture of an alpaca setting up there. Oh, and I was like, old. yeah, I was like, what? You get to feed that guy a carrot while you're looking at that beautiful vista? That's amazing. You yes. know? That's, I got to be honest. I really, like, I mean, you know, it'll probably never happen because of my laziness. That's a fact. But, like, I was just like, that would be kick. That would be kick. I would hmm, love Machu to go Pichu. there. I'm going to write yeah. that down. I'll take I'm it. sold. I'm you, sold on it. You know it, right? You've 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 seen pictures of Machu Picchu. I mean, Pichu. I've seen. I, I think I've seen some pictures of it. Yeah, but I've never heard it described so well. It's, oh, it it's just exotic. ancient Inca Inca civilization. We yeah. know so little about it. It's so amazing, and it's just tucked mm -hmm. away as one of those things. Like as first uh, sort of you know highlighted by European culture in like the 1500s, and then it just sort of and then it just sort of faded away because it's so remote in the jungles of Peru. And then yeah. it, nobody really knew about it again until the 1900s. And they're like, oh, crap, we found this place again. This place is amazing. Like, it's just, it's wild. And it's all yeah. up there. It's like 8,000 feet up there. It's so cool. Wow. It's just nice, man. Number 15 didn't really put any thought into this one. They were really mailing it home on 15 on the list. Pretending not to be a tourist in New York City. What? Come on. What? I mean, New York's cool. Don't get me wrong. I love going to New York, but like, you didn't put any thought into that. That's just, that's, come on. Come on. <laughs> and if you're going to do that, I mean, I don't know if these are in order, but if you're going to do that, put that at like, you know, number 25. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, really hard to do, by the way. Yeah. 11, they, they were, again, 11 was uh, pretty much on the same uh, line as the New York City one, but it did rope me in a little bit more. Uh, this was very generic. Traversing Europe by train. Mm, which I mean, awesome. which they don't really give us, you know, any deets on that. They're not like go mm -hmm. from France to Germany to, yeah. you know, no, they're just go, go around, <laughs> try it out. But I will say, I looked it up, Eurel Pass. So you can get the Eurel Pass. Mm -hmm. I, I get it for three months for like $1,200. Mm. 
You can go anywhere, anytime, any day. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Three months. I could just, just zip zap all over the place. Now, I, yeah. I, did, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see if, if some of my favorite places on Europe, like we talked about back in the day where we want to travel on Europe, if I could get there by the Eurail. Because if mm. I could, I could knock all three off of the off the list and be like, well, there you go. Yeah. I achieved it, you know. That's never going to happen like Machu Picchu either, but, you know. <laughs> it might. You it's never not know. a bad thought. Yeah, you never know. Banger at number 10, Mike. Sea Florida from coast to coast. Yes! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes! Now. A lot of coast. I didn't really like how they started the description, though, Mike. They said... Uh, they start. They said from St. Augustine to Key West. Hmm. You cut out Jacksonville, you turd bags. Right? Yeah. Come on. That's a huge part of it. Well, yeah. Well, and, and that's the other thing is they, like, they don't even mention anything on the actual West Coast. I mean, wow. you know, you know me, Mike. I'm an East Coaster of the of of Florida, but still, like, you don't mention Panama or Tampa or St. Pete. You're just like, yeah, everything over here. Come on now. Come on. Yeah, number I mean sorry I agree with the article West Coast isn't necessary <laughs> so. we've lost all of our West Coast <laughs> listeners Mike no jeez number seven another one I've actually done I got pretty excited about this one number seven driving the Pacific Coast Highway ah uh, so jealous me and my brother did this way back I think this was either summer of 2011. Or 2012, it was like almost this exact time of year. I know it was, actually. It was right around the start of June when we did it. And we went Mm. from San Francisco to San Diego. And uh, beautiful vistas, Mike. Beautiful vistas. Oh, I don't even think you can drive that whole thing now. Like, there's parts of it that have uh, been, that are underwater. Yeah, well, you you know, climate change. Yeah, destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, nah, they're working on it. Nah, they're working on it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Um. No, it won't. Uh. Number three, Mike. I've got to say again. I don't know about the order on this one. Golfing in Scotland. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it's where golf was made. I know it's a majestic country, one of the few countries outside of America that I've been to, but. Number three, uh, yeah, seems a little high. Seems yeah. a little high. Mm-hmm. Number one, Mike. Any ideas? Where do you think? Out of all the whole world, where do you think they said number one? Hmm. I'm going to guess, uh, well, we already did something West Coast. Um, all right, so Australia. That's a good get. They did, I don't think they actually had anything in Australia. Nothing. They had okay. they had New Zealand on there. No, they okay. had New Zealand. Island hopping in Greece. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You got some majestic vistas there too. I'll give it to mm-hmm. you. I'll give it to you. One of my former coworkers was actually doing this just like last week, literally. Uh she was throwing up pictures on Snapchat and I was like, "You turd." You know, it was nice. They went fairy. to Greece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was se- she was sailboating out there. She uh. was eating fruit on the sailboat. Wait, what? And just taking pictures of the 
beautiful blue oceans. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. It was very nice. It was very nice. I was very envious. Some and then olives. I was like, I was like, yeah, Ben, that would require effort, though. You know that. Mm-hmm. You'd have to get on a plane and get on the boat. There'd be a lot of stuff involved in that. Yeah, the boat could be challenging, you know. Woo! There would be more throw up for me and you, Mike. That's yeah. for sure. We'd be like, isn't this a beautiful... Oh, this is nice. This is... Love I'll be, this. I'll be sleeping on the. I'll be sleeping on the floor, uh, Doc G. I'll just. I was about to say, <laughs> preemptive Dramamine. We would be out. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Ben, how'd you like that trip? Don't remember any of it. It's no. pretty nice. Good it was nap. pretty nice. Mike, I hope you were taking notes. Out of the places I mentioned, what's your number one? Where are you choosing? I want to go to Machu Picchu, Doc G. You sold that one really well. That one sounds pretty cool. That's it. The mountain. Live show. Machu Picchu. Me and Mike are coming that way. We're tracking the gear up there. We're going on the Incan Trail. We're going to get up there. We're going to have battery powered stuff. Starlink internet. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so good. Oh my gosh. Speaking of shows, are you ready to fire up this show? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Woo! Man, six, seven. We got a good show. Tremendous show. Mr. Dwayne Betts on the show. That's right. We're going to talk to him about his new album coming out July 14th. And he's got a show right here in Jacksonville, July 16th. Gonna be a good time. Can't wait to talk to Dwayne. Got a lot of stuff to talk to him about. But, Mike, first, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. And Mike, it's a big day on birthday suits. Oh. Because I think you can get all three. I do. Looking at the lineup, Thank I you, think Dr. it's G. possible. Right, and you need it. Because right now yeah, you're yeah. Thir- you're <laughs> 33 and a quarter out of 63. We're yeah. flirting. We're flirting with 50%, and we need to jack that thing back up. We need to get it back up. We do. So this first one, you got it. Okay. Think single single names. Think person with one name. Elvis. All right. All right. No. I'll stop. I'll stop. Close. Close. Who else? Who else do you got with single name? Monica. No. (laughs) I don't know why that is. Huh? It's the worst. Like not even related. I was about to say, it's the worst one name, Monica. No? Prince. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Yes. There, there go. it is. I, I knew it. I was like, I'll single name. You got it. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go through real quick. Born okay. on June 7th, 1958 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, our birthday suit wearer was the uh, son of two musicians. As such, he was around music his whole life. He wrote his first song at the age of seven. It was called Funk Machine. Sweet. Yeah. While music was a huge focus, he also loved sports. In high school, he played football, baseball, and basketball. I mean, I know the the you know the uh, back in the day the um, the Dave Chappelle Prince yeah. story, the uh, Char- Charlie Murphy Real Hollywood stories. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like him playing baseball would be even funnier. 
Yeah. Like, can you imagine him out there, like, spitting, chewing tobacco uh, tobacco on third? <laughs> like, like, just, oh, that's a good... Or, I mean, I or football. What is, what's what's his run look like? What's his base-to-base run look like? Bad what's Prince's gate look like? How's his uh, gate? Bad You know it is. And then he, like, you know, he does a dance move over shortstop. Woo! Oh, for just, sure. For sure. Oh, man. By 1975, he started a professional music career. 1978, he released his first album, For You. Second album came out in 1979. And then in 1980, he released his third album, Dirty Mind. In 1982, he released the album 1999, which had massive singles Little Red Corvette, 1999, International Lover, and Delirious. In 1984, he released the movie and album Purple Rain, which had the songs Purple Rain, When Doves Cry, and Let's Go Crazy. In 1985, he released the album World in a Day, which had Raspberry Beret. Then in 1986, he released Parade, which had the single Kiss. Our birthday suit wearer went on to record 40 studio albums, had 33 Grammy nominations, 7 Grammy wins, and sold over 150 million albums worldwide. He's been inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's considered one of the greatest artists of all time. Sadly, our birthday suit wearer passed away in 2016 from an overdose of painkillers. Prince is our birthday suit wearer as Mike correctly labeled. Yes, Prince is correct. There you go, man. Mm. Just, uh... Massive career for Prince. Massive yeah. career. I didn't Some know the, it was an OD. I didn't know that. That's sad. Yeah, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Uh, really? Yeah, it was a it was a combination of things, but fentanyl uh, was in there. Uh, you know, it's one of those that it was. Uh, they think it was it was a mislabel of the drugs. There was a whole controversy of there. Mm-hmm. He was taking painkillers. It was supposed to be over the counter painkillers. It looked like an over-the-counter painkiller, but it was a generic that act, it was a, a fake generic that actually had fentanyl in it instead of mm. the over-the-counter painkillers, which obviously would definitely lead to an overdose. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. But regardless, one of the greatest of all time. Love Purple Rain. When Doves Cry, love it, man. Yeah. Seven, one of my favorite uh, uh, Prince songs. Just great. Just phenomenal. Happy birthday to Prince. He would have been, uh, what would he have been? 65. Would have been 65. 65. Yeah. Uh, Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Woo! Mike, you probably, you, you might have seen this story. I know you don't you don't traverse the world of news too often, but you might you might have saw this one here. Uh, it was it was in a lot of places. There was a gun owner in Georgia that made some headlines, and he made some headlines because he said he is going to close his store in the wake of several mass shootings. Mm. He said, "I'm not against the Second Amendment, but just with my conscience." I can't sell because I don't know who it's going to affect and who it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool, Mike. It's yeah, pretty cool. I'm, gl- like that. I'm glad he has a conscience. 
Then I then I read a little bit further into the story. No. You know when he opened the store, Mike? When? 2021. Ah. <laughs> Two years ago. Hmm. And I gotta say, John, that's the owner of the store. John, what took you so long, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> What what evidence did you need to see in the last uh, two years that you didn't see in the 25 before that? Columbine was 24 years ago. Mm. What evidence did you see in 2021 that you're like, oh, you know what? I don't think these people are using these guns for hunting. (laughs) Seems to be a problem here. Like, so dumb, Mike. Yeah. Like, this is like opening a sex shop and then closing it down because you found out people are using devices you sold them for sex. You're like, ah! <laughs> ah! ah what, what is, this is just a film store. Come on! <laughs> what are you doing here? It's like ridiculous, Mike. Like, what is John? Th- I mean, kudos again. Kudos, John. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for, but like, uh, mm. what, what took so long? That come to Jesus moment was a little late. Um, Mike, I think I recall you going back. Uh, you went to Rome, right? That was a trip that happened. Yeah, I've been to Rome. Nice. Did you go to the Vatican mm-hmm. City? Yeah, we did. We, we went and watched, uh, looked at the uh, Michelangelo's. Nice. Did you? Did you? Did you go to the Pope's office that we talked about? Did you catch that? No, no. didn't miss the Pope's office. Okay. I think. All right. Blam. All right. Look for it. It's got, <laughs> mm. got Pope on the desk. Pope. Mm. Uh, Mr. Pope. Um, um, uh, it was in the news again, though, this this past week. Not wow. not specifically the office, but the altar at the Vatican City. So uh, apparently a dude was protesting the war in Ukraine, and he decided the best way to do that would be to go to St. Peter's altar. You know, the the church's main altar. And uh, he took off all his clothes. Word. And he had an inscription uh, calling for the children of Ukraine to be saved. Which, mm. you know, I don't really argue too much with that, uh, that demand. But at the same time, I got to say, Mike, if I was the Pope, I'd really be stumped on what to do with this one. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're the Pope, and this dude just comes running up naked, you're like, what What do you want me to do with this? I, uh, I Cover your shoulders, first of all. <laughs> like, We're in a church. Like, how, like uh, how's your dangle flopping around going to help anything? I don't, I don't get this. I'm the Pope. I can't do anything about a war. Now, if you're looking for some low-energy waves and some mumbling in Latin... I'm your dude. I can do that for you. But, like, I just, I don't know. Streaking for the kids. Yeah, well, like, and, like, that. yeah, that's the thing, Mike, is, like, I mean, you know, I don't want to say that the, the Pope is old news, but, like, you want to get, like, the biggest word out there? I don't know if going to the Vatican City is going to do it. You know, I, just, I don't know. I, I, uh, anyways, he was not a popular TikTok channel. No, no, he was arrested. Anyways, Mike, he was. He's. Uh, yeah, no, you know, he'll be fine. He's, 
It's in the Vatican dungeon. Yeah, no, nah, they, they <laughs> handed him off to the real police. The the uh, Vatican uh, security handed him off to the real police. I definitely would be more freaked out if they threw me into a Vatican uh, dungeon than if I was in like just a Roman jail, you know. But uh, anywho, Mike, I've got some info on an ongoing saga. I bet you, I bet you didn't even know what's going on out there. Uh-oh. Did you know there's a, a dude out there claiming to be Jay-Z's illegitimate, illegitimate son? No. This guy must be stopped at once. There's a dude. He's uh, Tamir Satterwhite. Satterwhite? We're going to Satterthwaite. Satterthwaite. It's a real huh. interesting. Satterthwaite. You know what? Tamir. He is Satterthwaite. <laughs> Tamir S. <laughs> Tamir S is uh, 30 years old, and um, he is claiming, and he's been claiming since around 2010-ish that uh, Jay-Z is his uh, dad. And uh, Jay-Z's attorneys denied Ramir's, uh, Tamir's claims. Oh, Ramir. Ramir, Mike. Oh, come on. Ramir S. Ramir. Sorry. I Typo there at the start. Ramir mm. uh but Jay-Z's attorneys denied Ramirez's claims, noting the allegations have been previously reviewed thoroughly by the courts and have been refused. Now, Ramirez just recently, Mike, filed a new motion in New Jersey's Supreme Court requesting the court unseal years' worth of documents dating back to 2012, but the motion was denied. Oh. Now... Long story short, Mike, Ramir wants Jay-Z to take a paternity test. He said this is not going to be over until justice is served. He said, quote, I just want to live my life, and when it's all said and done, I hope that Jay-Z would want to be a part of my life, if that's God's will. <laughs> so, a couple of things, Mike. First, how much harder do you think Ramir was pushing for that paternity test when he saw his... His illegitimate dad bought a $200 million house. Mm. What? Dad, come <laughs> on. You take the big Malibu house. I'll take the Bel Air, Bel Air house. You won't even know I'm there. I'll just, just hang out. Second, I hate to be the one to break it to Ramir, uh, but uh, Jay-Z's not looking to be a part of your life. Nope. Uh, the last 25 years should have been your hint on that one. That's uh, <laughs> that is that is a dude that's not taking the hint. It's not like he's gonna take that paternity test and be like, "Oh, he is my son." Well, then yes, let's hang out every day. <laughs> no, no, not gonna happen. Um, Doctor, how sick would it be though if you took your twenty-three and Me test, you got your results back, and you looked at your DNA relatives, and and like thirty percent is Leonardo DiCaprio. You guys are cousins from the. Th Third cousins. It'd be pretty sweet. How sick would that be? It'd be pretty sweet. I'd be like, mm. that plant that's named after Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> that's a third my plant, everybody. It's a third my plant. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Doc G, I think, there's, uh, I think there's a bid here. Like, I'm checking my 23andMe results like I'm getting matches on Tinder. <laughs> like, come on, rich family members, pop up. I, Where are you at? I, I know Leo's <laughs> not in mine. I am far too ugly to be any uh. percentage Leo. That is not the case. Uh, Come on, Leo with a beard? I see it. There it All is. Right. Thank you, Mike. You're always there to pump me up on the looks. You're always there. That's a fact. Uh, Mike, Kate Hudson's out there making news. Word.
She's out there making news off of nudes. What? Nudes, you say? That's right, Mike. Hold on just a second. <laughs> she, she, uh, she made a post that said, sun's out, buns out. And in parentheses, in between buns and out, she also said, and huns. Mm. I'm guessing huns is referring to her boobies, I think. Word. I, I, I think because she was wearing a thong bikini mic and no top. Wait, what? No uh -oh. top. Yes. Yes. She definitely had both of them out, Mike. And I will tell you, nothing like nudity to get people fired up. My mm -hmm. goodness. Gets people going. I mean, we had the prudes in the comments. They were praying for her soul, telling her at her age that's disgusting. Mm. All kinds of but such, you know? It really is, NK. No. Really not. No. 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 There was also ample support, Mike. There was ample support. Uh, Crystal Murphy, 2004. That's her at. Crystal Murphy, 2004. She said, quote, I'm straight as an arrow, and even I zoomed in. You look amazing. <laughs> the nice. pinch zoom. Nicely done, Crystal. Nicely done. Yeah. Now I did love there was some uh there was some um family hubbub because of this picture as well, Mike. And mm. uh Kate's brother, mm. Oliver, said just the he, he he uh he commented, quote, Jesus no, Kate. Ew. That was his comment. <laughs> Kate responded. Summer's just begun, Oliver. It's gonna get wild. You should unfollow. She responded. Yeah. She responds. Yeah. Nice. To which Kate's son responded, I think I might too. Insinuating he would unfollow as well. To which, <laughs> and this is why Kate Hudson is dope. She responded to her son, who is this? Question mark. <laughs> yes. Yes! Sweet. Oh, nothing like a little Kate Hudson nudity to get everybody fired up, Mike. Yeah. Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other. Well, we're not going to be back with him. We're going to hear from him. I don't know why I always try that. Girl, we're going to hear a song from Dwayne Betts. This is Waiting on a Song. We're no longer waiting. We're now listening. Right here on the Doc G Show.
are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever they get their podcasts. Mm -hmm. It is a cost-effective way to support the show. And listeners, if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a five-star review. We love the reviews and comment. We love comments. There it is. There it is. All true things, Mike. All true things. We need to thank... Those regular listeners, also known as the five-star listeners. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartansburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout out. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty solid, Mike. That was good. That's pretty solid. I I went a little slower than normal. Wham. <laughs> so I can't like say that I just broke a world record or anything. Okay. But it was it was fairly well pronounced, if you will. For sure. For sure. Mike, uh, interlude in between five star and four star listeners that has nothing to do with either. I've recently got into cooking meats in my cast iron skillet. Word. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did a little. I did a little <laughs> steak last night. Yeah, just for you. I thought about. I thought about snapping you a picture. I was like, I'm, I'm, I, I think I might snap a picture of this to Mike. Then I was like, ah, it doesn't. I would have appreciated that. Please. Uh, okay. Time, please. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I was like, you know, in my head, I debated. I was like, nah, he doesn't care enough. I won't do it. Butter, rosemary. What was your, uh, what was your prep? I actually, I actually did. A, I did a marinade. I know a lot of okay. like true sna- steak lovers don't like that, but I did a, uh, I did a Brazilian uh, steakhouse marinade. Uh, How long did you marinate it for? All right, sorry, we gotta go. Just a cu- just a couple hours, just a couple okay. hours. You know, I leave it nice. out before I put it. I put it in the bag. Uh, you know, maybe uh, poke just a couple of small holes in the uh, meat, let it get in there, um, yeah. and then uh, yeah, and then about two and a half hours later, I cooked it, and uh, mm. it was it was uh, it was a symphony in my mouth, Mike. It was delicious. <laughs> nice. Now the the day before, you know what I cooked in that skillet. Hmm. Catfish. Ooh. Yeah. Did a Didn't little, expect that. Did a little old school <laughs> blackened catfish, my friend, and okay. it was delicious. It was yeah. delicious. I think this weekend I'm going to go a little exotic. I think I'm going to go like Red Snapper. I'm going to get out there into the old true seafood. Going to do a mm. little bit. I'm more of a tropical fish, less of the cold water fish. My brother's mm. a real cold water fish type of guy, and I get it. There's more fat in the in the cold water fish, mm, but I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, but you well, you know, makes they, they got to stay warm. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, that's just for you and the listeners. I I've started cool. using more of my skillet, so just uh, keep that in mind, guys. Put that put that down. Ben used his cast iron <laughs> skillet. Note, got it, got it. Uh, Mike, we need to move on to those four star listeners, those semi regs. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Shout out, Shout out to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta, man. They, they, were, they were regs at one time, Mike. They were mm. regs at one time. I think I remember that, yeah. 
They can get back. They can get back. Shout out to Fernandina Beach, Florida. Some uh, some hometown listeners of Flip Turn right there. They wanted to get at it, and we appreciate that. Wildwood, Florida. Shout out to Wildwood. Shout out to Boynton, Virginia. Shout out to home of the J Chips, Chicago, Illinois. Yes. Hey. One more week, Chicago. One more week, and you will be on the regulars. You will be mm. on the regulars, and we will appreciate it. Shout out to Cary, North Carolina. Shout out to New Orleans, Louisiana. Shout out to Weaverville, North Carolina. Shout out to New York, New York. Could go there and try to blend in. That could mm. be a summer vacay right there. How about this one, Mike? Shout out to Medellin, Colombia. Yeah. Banger, Maine. Shout out. Yeah. Cairo, Egypt. Shout out. Shout out to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shout out to mm. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hey. Shout out to Elko, Nevada. Elko. Yeah, yeah that's up north. Yeah? You ever gone? Or no, no, no. It's like mid. It's like mid. And yeah, it's a great uh, night. It's a great night spot for star watching. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good uh, low light. There's no, that's a dark area. Maybe, one of my maybe that's what was yeah. going on there. Somebody was just watching the stars, listening to the Doc G show, you know? Yeah. Sounds like a great night. It does. I just talk real smooth. Watch the stars. Yeah. Girl, come on. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to everybody that listened to the show. We appreciate it. We thank you. You're the reason we do the show. Um, Mike, got a couple uh, stories here real quick that I wanted to uh, put out there. Um, This one pretty much surprises no one, but Elon appears to be the fastest declining baby name of 2022. What? Come on. (laughs) Elon. (laughs) Mike, just a guess. I'm thinking Elon is now close to the bottom. Of names, slightly more popular than Kanye and Adolf. That's <laughs> how you got there. Now, Elon, you can work your way out of that hole. It's going to take a lot less work than Kanye and way less work than Adolf. But uh, I think you can work your way out of it. I don't think you will, but I think you can. Just going to mm. say, you know. Mike, while back... About a year and a half ago, Adele bought a new house in L.A. I don't know if you saw that. Hmm. Yeah, just like Jay-Z. Nope. Now, hers was super cheap. Hers was $58 million. Mm. <laughs> Lame, right? Budgeting. Yeah. She bought it from Sylvester Stallone. Mm. Yeah. It was Rocky's old house. Yeah. And uh, she didn't keep much of the house. Nope. For like the last year and a half, she's just been gutting the crap out of that thing. Like she's, I mean, like literally, she like tore down the whole, uh, the whole second floor, and like she basically removed it to the studs on the first floor. Like she's taken everything, all kinds of stuff, sort of cleaned it out. Um, but uh, it doesn't seem like she's anywhere close to being finished with this renovation. It's still, I mean, it's it's right in the middle. But TMZ wanted to point out that in this year and a half of work, there's one thing that Adele didn't change. Hmm. She hasn't got rid of the big Rocky statue at the pool. 
There's a giant Rocky statue like the one in Philadelphia on the side of the pool. <laughs> That's awesome. And she's left that. Of course not. Yeah, of course. And TMZ seems to be under the impression they think she's actually leaving it for good. Word. And I got to say, I don't think so, Mike. No? No. I, I don't I don't I don't see Adele as the type of person that's like, you know what would make this pool better? Keeping the giant Rocky statue. That would be mm. better. Like I don't see her being that person. That Yeah. That, I can see that. That seems like something more suited for Logan Paul. That seems like yeah, a dude. He would, he would keep it for sure. And then he'd probably like cut off the head and put his head on there or something, you know? Like <laughs> that just, I, you know, like Adele, no. No. It's not going to happen. Mike, do you want to put money on that? We, we want to start a, a bet on whether or not Adele is going to keep the Rocky statue at her house. Hmm. Anybody listeners, do you yeah. want to get in on this? Yeah, let's do it. How are we going to confirm or deny this? Well, once I mean, she finishes... TMZ is probably... Yeah. Once she finishes all renovations, okay. we will see. Um, yeah, Doctor. $20. $20. Uh, it's done. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Uh, well, I already said she's going to keep it. I was it. about to say, you have to do keep it because I don't believe she's keeping yeah. it. So, I'm sorry. Your team keep it, Mike. All right. Your team keep it. We're going to check up. Listeners... She'll probably finish this in the next four years, so just uh, <laughs> keep on the edge of your seats, okay? I'll try to update you every week to let you know if this has happened yet or not. Mike, yeah. let's continue the fantastic birthday suits. Do you want to do basketball player or reality star? Basketball player. By the way, the finals game two, awesome, awesome game. But yeah, basketball player. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, you've got this one. Uh, okay. Here, I'll, I'll, we'll go ahead and end the suspense right now. Number three, Philadelphia, pound for pound, best uh, guard of all time. AI. Allen Iverson is correct. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Born on June 7, 1975 in Hampton, Virginia. Birthday suit wearer, grew up loving sports. Early on, he got the nickname Bubba Chuck. He ended up uh, attending Bethel High School where he played basketball and football. During his junior year, he led both teams to state championships and was the Associated Press's High School Player of the Year in both sports. Mm. That's how talented that mofo was. Both sports, football and basketball, the whole nation the Associated Press's High School Athlete of the Year. Insane. He uh, he almost didn't go to college, though, because in high school, his senior year, he was arrested for allegedly participating in a fight in a bowling alley. He was tried as an adult, and even though he was, uh, even though he was under 18, he was given 10 years in prison. Luck what? Yeah. Luckily, he was granted clemency after only four months by the Virginia governor. Uh, mm. Ended up going to Georgetown for college, where he stayed for two years and was an All-American. He was drafted number one overall by the Philadelphia 76ers. He immediately made an impact in his first game. He scored 30 points and six assists in the first game. Mm. First game as a rookie. Nice. 30 points, six assists. That's incredible. They start him? Yeah. 
I wonder if this, yeah, they started him. Yeah. He had a tremendous NBA career being rookie of the year, 11-time All-Star, 7-time All-NBA player, 4-time scoring champion, 3-time steals leader, and 1-time MVP. He is on the NBA 75th anniversary team, standing only 6 feet tall and listed as 165 pounds, which both of those are probably inflated. He is considered by many as being the best pound-for-pound player of all time in basketball because of his small stature. Name that birthday suit wearer, Allen Iverson. There we go. There we go. Turning 48, Mike. 48. Mm. Happy birthday to AI. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, did you... I'm guessing by your reaction, you didn't know about the whole hubbub at the uh, bowling alley. No, I had no idea. There's a there's a great 30 for 30 all about that. That's a fact. Really? Yeah, if you go back, it was actually one of the... I mean, it wasn't like one of the very first, but it was fairly early in the 30 for 30 series. Uh, it was called uh, uh, Allen Iverson No Crossover. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, that's what it was all about, was the the trial that went, in, uh, went on in Hampton, Virginia. Very good one. Recommend okay. it. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, because I th- I think I saw that he had another one uh, coming out. It's like everything but the ring mm-hmm. or something. Like every yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a thirty for thirty. That's an NBA uh, TV special. But still. Oh okay. Good documentary, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna be right back with Dwayne Betts here on the Doc G Show. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super excited to have a tremendous guitarist and native Floridian who has a new album, Wild and Precious Life, coming out July 14th, and he'll be in Jacksonville two days later, July 16th, at Intuition L, Mr. Dwayne Betts. Dwayne, how you doing, sir? Hey, man. I'm good. I'm good. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell listeners. Uh, it seems like an age-old tale. I was, I was looking at your, your Instagram, and the tale goes like this: uh, the wife keeps saying uh, the couple needs a dog. The husband says, I, I don't know. I'm away from home a lot. I don't know if I have time. I don't know. The couple gets a dog. The husband and the dog become inseparable. Uh, <laughs> did did I just describe Willie coming into your family? Did that happen? Man, we both love that dog so much. He brings us 
both such joy. So, I mean, we're both kind of inseparable from him. Yep. So we get to bring him with us to a lot of places. I mean, we don't bring him everywhere, um, but we bring him. We bring him along quite a bit, and he loves it. It's. It seems like there was a fast growth of when you first got him to he became just an inseparable part of the family real quick <laughs> man you really follow me on instagram that's really great thank you so much <laughs> um yeah i mean he's just like you know dogs are just you know they have such like wonderful personalities and they like you know they keep life simple and they just care about like you know getting fed and the small they, like, things go out all things and it's just like a beautiful way i just wish you know as people like we're you know we have all these stresses and we're thinking about this and we're trying to like look a certain way and like keep up and make enough money and you know be perceived in a certain way and like it's just such a beautiful thing to see like a dog just their love is unconditional they just want to be fed and like they want to be i mean it's like the it's same. mainly about the food. It's really they. Willie likes to. He wants to be fed mainly. But. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? I'm with Willie. But I mean, you know, it's. it's I'm like, with them too, man. I'm the same way. I feel guilty because sometimes I'll have like, you know, when he's down at my dad's house in the winter, we'll kind of base more out of Florida. And so, you know, luckily my dad has, you know, a nice little piece of property, and he has other dogs, and Willie can kind of stay there when we go on trips um that we can't bring them on and um but in doing so i mean you gotta you know i mean he gets some un under the table scraps and he tends to gain a little weight while he's there is what i'm saying <laughs> so then we bring him back here to wyoming and we're hiking and he loves to hike you know as long as it's not you know 100 degrees out um but he you know, I'll we'll kind of pull back the the the, the treats like mm. a little bit from like down there, and like then I'll have like a little piece of dark chocolate or something at the end of the night, and then he'll look at me and I'll be like, yeah. I feel guilty. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, you should get something too. But he gets a lot of treats. He gets a lot. Of treats. <laughs> well, I saw I saw actually on uh, on Instagram you uh, you had. You had a post there of hiking, I think, yesterday. It was just, man, that was some that was some vistas right there. Some some breathtaking yeah, man, Wyoming scenery. You don't get that in Florida. No. You get other you get other things in Florida that you don't get here, but you don't get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well I, I would say I wouldn't be as envious if you took that in February. I know that for sure. If you took that same video in that same spot, I'd be like, oof. Yeah, I can do, you know, it's really beautiful here in the winter, too. Mm -hmm. um, but I do it, I love it for about a week. I love the the winter wonderland fantasy with the, you know, the fireplace mm -hmm. and the whole cozy, you know, log cabin vibe. I love it, but I don't don't want to do it all, all winter, you know? For sure. Well, now, you mentioned uh, Willie goes on... on on a lot of adventures with you. Is he going to be tagging along on the, the wild and the precious uh, life tour? Yeah, he'll be there in Jacksonville. Nice. He will be. Nice. Getting to see them. He will be there. He's going to be with us. And 
I mean, he's actually, you know, he's allowed to fly with me. So, but we don't have to fly him because, well, we do have to fly him because he's here now. So I have to get him back to Florida. So I'll get him back to Florida and then we'll get picked up in Sarasota and go down to, you know, go down to Fort Lauderdale and, you know. Willie, getting to see the world. Getting to see the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen the Have you ever seen the movie uh, Our Idiot Brother with Paul Rudd? Yeah, I think um, I think I've seen it on on a movie channel. I've come across it. Well, I've if you watched some of it. if you remember, he has a he has a dog named Willie Nelson. That's his That's his dog. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he? Yeah, yeah. I definitely was thinking of Willie Nelson because. Um, but he's he's not he's really bad. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. He, he didn't get yeah. the full name. Is I mean, no. you could put it in his middle name, not tell anybody. Willie Nelson bets you could have it, you know. But yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. But uh, now, aside from from dogs, as far as the tour, I'm guessing touring life is just sort of old hat to you. I mean, you you've been doing it for thirty years, give or take. And I saw in a in an old interview, you mentioned how the Almond Brothers' 20th anniversary tour uh, in 1989. You said that was sort of the realization tour for you that you you love the you love the life you love the touring. That was actually where you met Devin Almond as well. Uh, what, what do you remember about that tour, that 1989 20th anniversary tour? What was you know what was. What was so awesome that you were like, I gotta, well, I, I gotta do this. I'd never been. Uh, I mean, I'd seen my dad play. I, I'd gone out for like a weekend, and I, you know, I'd see, I'd, I'd seen shows like outside of, you know, home, uh, mm-hmm. being at rehearsals, and you know, seeing him when he'd come through our home area. But, um, but that was the first time I'd been on tour for any extended period of time, and I think I was only on tour for a couple weeks, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it as a kid. Um, you know, I like the travel. It's exciting to be in a new place every day. If you're in a place that isn't that great, you're out of it. <laughs> you know, you're not there too long. If you like it, you know, then it's great. And, you know, so I, I've always liked it. I mean, that's a little bit more of a cushy, you know, way of touring you know with hotels every day and multiple tour buses and you know i mean there's all different levels i mean some people just don't even use tour buses they have private jets so um there's different levels but (laughs) but yeah i mean i'm i've always been one to not be afraid to put my nose to the grindstone and work hard and i mean i get really excited about like growing things and like like seeing results and um you know this record that i made I, I, i'm really proud of it and i think it, it should be heard i, I mean I, I hope people hear it and, and and like it you know yeah and so it's cool to me to be like doing something i've never done which is like build my own band you know from the from the ground up nice nice well i i definitely i've, I've got it got it on the agenda here as far as talking about the the new the new album but before we move on i did want i also saw and i gotta ask about this um touring with the almond brothers i saw august 1st 1993 i saw you talk about this in another interview zach wild stepped in for your dad (laughs) to play guitar and you were there 
Um, now, I, I would expect I would expect most of my listeners know who Zach Wild is because I've actually talked to a lot of artists that have have you know toured with him, played with him, and I think the analogy that I would give for this situation is like two really nice cars. You know, you got a Bentley and you've got a Lamborghini, and both of them are really nice guitar- uh, cars, but they have really different performance out of those two cars. Zach, Zach showed up as a Lamborghini when people were expecting a Bentley performance. Uh, wh- it's one of the greatest moments in Allman Brothers history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that. I mean, Zach, I actually ran into Zach. Um, I ran into him at a Chris Robinson or it was somebody was playing in L.A. I was in L.A. at the Fonda Theater and it was probably five or six years ago but mm-hmm. I saw him and I and I and he didn't know who I was and I said hey yeah I remember when you did and then his eyes lit up and he was like oh man yeah I didn't get a call back after that and he was like maybe it was because you know I started playing uh Molly Hat when when we they asked if I knew dreams and I started playing the Molly Hatchet version or something like that you know when with uh Molly Hatchet, for those of you who don't know, the you know, the Allman Brothers have a song, Greg wrote a song called Dreams, and Molly Hatchet covered it and kind of did their own version of it. and Tweaked and, it up uh, a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he tweaked it up a little bit. But anyway, yeah, that that was one of those um, peculiar moments, you know. I mean, it was kind of, the circumstances weren't great to begin with. The whole reason why that happened was because my dad was you know, having one of his rock and roll episodes mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, and then he just, he went home or whatever he did, he did, but I was out with my family and, you know, I, I just stayed out, you know, I was with Elijah, Greg's son, and I was having a great time and, and I was like, well, I don't, everybody was like, well, you don't have to go. I mean, just stay out for the rest of it. So I stayed out, Zach played, got to witness that he's spitting beer on the audience so yeah those are those are all you know you you can look back and laugh at that stuff now but yeah it was pretty it was pretty amazing to to witness but he just he was available he was in the area he knows all the songs and so they just had to call somebody for the night at least so that was he did that one show and then well that that was wild you know, I mean, I, I give I give yeah. it to him. That's what I was like, you know, I mean, you think about that. He literally, because I saw him talk about it in an interview, and he was like, yeah, they called me on Saturday, and I was playing on Sunday, and I was just like... Totally, yeah. No, he, he stepped up, and he wasn't afraid to do what he does, and he's 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 a phenomenal guitarist. I mean, no one... You know, for the for the style that he plays, he's phenomenal. So. Well, you know, and you listen. <laughs> that's the amazing thing about the internet too. Is like I went out there, and, and you you can find the show on YouTube. Like the 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 whole show, all the recording is out there. And obviously, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to you know I went through and listened to some of the songs, and like, does he play more notes than are typical in most of those songs? Yeah. But like he I, kind of uh, he kind of starts at the peak and <laughs> then he brings the peak up a little bit and then it peaks, you yeah. know. But he he pretty much he pretty much goes like right from the get go, which is kind of like one of the main things you're like not supposed to do when you're playing the Brothers. Yeah, you're supposed to 
start out like to where it's mysterious and there's like nothing mm-hmm. and then kind of work your way up into a frenzy and he but he you know i mean what a what a legendary guitarist he, i mean i've i've not seen anything bad about him he skipped to the fun part he skipped to the fun. yeah he just wants to have fun <laughs> i he can't he can't actually win i mean not to get off on zach but i just noticed that uh you know he's he's been touring with pantera they did the they yeah. did the whole redo of Pantera, and I noticed yeah, some fans. Yeah, it's good to see those guys back together. Well, you know? well, some fans were complaining that his solos weren't close enough to Dimebag Daryl's solos, and I was just like, "Come on, he's he's Zach Wild. They're not going to be the exact same. He's not going to play well, him 100." I mean, that's what people people. Yeah, I mean, it's great. People, that's what's great is people have the forum to say what they want, and if it, you know, I mean, if it's if it's bull. If it's whatever, you know, they can say it. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody is allowed to have an opinion. I mean, people, some people might think I'd like suck or something. And I, I mean, that's fine. They, I don't even, if somebody says that on my Facebook, I won't even erase it. I, I mean, cause usually when people say stuff, it, that's when they want you to see it and erase it or, or like, they want to react. You know I mean? Like everybody, they call them haters. You know what I mean? Like people, people want to hate, and it's like, man, like it's an open forum. As long as you're not like, as long as people aren't saying hateful things, like like really hateful things, like I don't give a you say. You you know what I mean? Like, I mean it's not it's it's rare, but like every now and then I'll see something and I'll be like, okay, well this guy's like has a chip on his shoulder. Like, what is he commenting about me for? But so, sometimes comes out a lot. Yeah, field. I mean, Dimebag. I mean, those solos are ingrained in the Pantera. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not super familiar with with Pantera's music, but I mean, I know that their legion. You know, their fan base is very loyal. Diehard, and yeah. Dimebag was like like a god, and 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 so yeah, they they respect. I mean, that that's a whole different thing. I mean, they just respect the the music and well you know why I, not have I mean both of those situations with with Zach I mean going into the Almond Brothers fans and going into Pantera you've got these fans that have developed a passion a love for that particular style and that particular music yeah. and so well the crowd wasn't even hating on uh, on 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 old Zach uh, I mean they weren't like they were like, wow, they were all probably amazed. Like, wow, what are we witnessing? <laughs> like, did, did he like, just spit beer on me? I'm That's seeing, crazy. You know? <laughs> they definitely got their money's worth. I mean, they're definitely seeing something that probably would never happen again, and it didn't. It but, never happened again. <laughs> it, it definitely was unique. That's for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, so, so that's cool. I mean, you know, that's totally different. I didn't mean to conflate like, people getting and saying like nasty things on no, social media no, no. is not the same as someone saying hey the solo i wish the solo was more like dying back like that's two different things i didn't mean to put the two in the same box i just got off on a riff about it on know, opinions yeah well like but, i mean speaking of talking uh, talking talking about dime bag daryl's talking about zach wild i mean your music is obviously very different now uh, than than those guys, but yeah. s- growing up, 
you did have a lot of diversity. I actually saw on a recent. I have a lot of diversity now. I I mean I listen to I listen to a lot of hip. I mean I love hip hop, like real hip hop. I love. I went through. If you're talking about more metal stuff, I was really into. I mean, I still really appreciate like the great metal bands, you know.、Um, but I mean, my fifth and sixth grade was basically like, you know, Iron Maiden, Metallica. You know, I think it was around when Injustice for All was out. Was when I, you know, I went back and got all the records, and I love early Metallica. I love. I mean, now I'm. I mean, I love. I love Maiden. Like I love Dickinson, but like I like early Iron Maiden.、Mm-hmm. You know, like you know. I mean, Dickinson is 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 great. You know, but it's more that theatrical vocal. Which I mean, to me now, it's like. <clears throat> but the guitar playing and Nico McBrain, like all of that stuff, those drummers. But yeah, I, I, lis- I was listening to like Slayer and t- Testament, and I, I was listening to all that stuff when I was like eleven years old. When- and then I kind of got into,、um, but I was also listening to like The Who, and you know when I was like nine years old, and Pink Floyd. And yeah. So, and then I got more into when I started playing guitar. Then I got more into really digging into the blues, and I got really into Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I got you know started listening to some bebop. Mm-hmm. And and some bluegrass. I started getting into all that stuff in my early teens. But I also was really into like Nirvana, and and I was really into Smashing Pumpkins. I really there was something about、um, Billy Corgan's songwriting. I I love. I to this day I love his songs.、Mm-hmm. So like I kind of got out of the metal and got more into the kind of early '90s kind of. You know, I love Alice in Chains. But, you know, there's a lot of great music that came out in the early '90s. You know.、Oh. And there was、it. also a retro. There was a cool retro thing happening too, with you know the Black Crows and and Lenny Kravitz and Blind Melon. There was like a, a cool retro thing happening too. So that was like kind of an exciting time to be、um, to be alive for for music. Oh, I I often say you look you go back you look at 1991 and the the albums that came out in 91. It's just. It's crazy. Like, I mean, just the 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 landmark albums and just the 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 differences in because that's when、uh, you know Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic came out. Yeah, that's when Nevermind came out. Uh, uh, Nirvana. That's when Stone Temple Pilots,、um, Core came out.、Uh, you just had all of these very and like you said, very different sounding albums all coming out、uh, at that time and.、Uh, Yeah, definitely some really good stuff. Was that like when you when you were first starting in bands? Was that what you were playing? Were you playing that type of of rock when you started? More or less, yeah. The first band I was in, we weren't a professional band. We more just played in, you know, in the room on the weekends,、mm-hmm. and kind of like that was the first band I played guitar in, and I was like. Fourteen, fifteen, and I actually started. Well, actually, I started on drums, and we were. But that was kind of when Nevermind was out, and we were kind of playing more, more that kind of stuff. And then, you know, then I switched over to guitar, and actually, my, 
I was homeschooled in high school because I was on tour a lot with mm-hmm. my dad. Um, but when we were home, like in the winters, when we were home in Florida, my tutor was a drummer, my my teacher who would come on the road. So he, we put him on drums. <laughs> and he was a really nice guy. He still is a nice guy. I'm sure I haven't talked to him in a little bit. But he was kind of a, you know, a straight-laced fellow with, you know, glasses. Kind of a, you know. The tutor type. And, uh, the tutor type. Yeah, I'm not going to use any, like, uh, discriminatory, like, <laughs> call him a nerd or a geek <laughs> or something. <laughs> but, uh, but he uh, he was really cool. But So he played drums. And then we played out at my friend's house. He had a party and we played out once. But my first professional band, now that came later when we started actually playing out at clubs and making money. That mm-hmm. was... Um, I was about 19 or so when when that happened. That was out in Los Angeles. Nice. I had moved back out there. But yeah, I mean, I was listening to a lot. I was listening to a lot of Albert King and B.B. King and listening to, you know, getting into John Coltrane a little bit. And um, I mean, my dad always was playing Charlie Parker around the house and stuff and, and Dylan. And, you know, so I was kind of expanding a little more. So while I was really into Kurt Cobain and Billy Corgan and some of those kind of alternative, you know, songwriter, strummer kind mm-hmm. of guys, I was also really into a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you make an album, I mean, you know, moving on to this new album, when you make a new album and this is a solo album now uh, that you've got coming out here, um, do you take all of those inspirations when you're making an album like this? Did you, or was this more with a, a, I mean, obviously I would say they probably come in sort of subconsciously those inspirations, but was there a, a specific inspiration that you had when you were making it? Um, that's an interesting question because on one hand, I would say there's a lot of room. I kind of went for like the real natural kind of um, not like meat and potatoes, not basic, mm-hmm. but like I did. There's definitely some stuff in there that you'll hear. Um, uh, like Under the Bali Moon is really interesting. That actually... That that melody, actually, I'm not afraid to just say it. I'm just going to say it. I kind of lifted that from um, from a Jeff Buckley song. Mm. So, and it's totally different. I mean, you yeah. won't, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, some of the folks that are listening may not be familiar with Jeff Buckley. Some of them may be like, oh, I love Jeff Buckley. But, so that's, that's a really interesting one because it has kind of that my dad's flavor of mm-hmm. the instrumental, but it, it kind of avoids the cliches of like, oh, that's cool. It sounds like a, like an Almond Brothers, like instrumental. It's like kind of Latin. It's like yeah. this pseudo Latin jazzy thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like it avoids that, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's, much more unique than that and has this like really cool kind of soundscape to it but I mean a song like Circles in the Stars like the way I'm playing it I'm really kind of trying to hone in on like an old like Waylon Jennings kind of like laying in on the couch in the in the trailer kind Mm -hmm. of with the acoustic guitar kind of country 
you know, but it's really, a, it's a love song. But if I did it, I mean, there, there's probably a little bit of um, influence there from some of the stuff I listen to. I mean, there's probably a, I, I have some songs that are probably going to be on the next one that are a little more, probably have a little bit more of that influence. Direct of, inspiration. Of like, you know, like you might like somebody's familiar with Billy Corgan's songs. Like they might be like, "Oh, that sounds like Dwayne." You know, he sounds kind of southern, and mm -hmm. he sounds like rootsy and American. Mm -hmm. But but uh, that kind of has a little bit of that inflection of like a Billy Corgan song. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, Billy Corgan's a great songwriter. I oh mean, yeah, there's no doubt about that. So um, yeah, I have one that that'll be on the net. But like "Circles in the Stars" or something like that, which is on the new record. It sounds like a country song, but if I did it differently and and treated the vocal differently right. and played it a little differently, you would probably be able to hear that influence more than, yeah. than when I make like an old Whalen song that takes it away from that. Right, right. Well, now this album is, I mean, it, it's it's rough. I mean, we're saying new album, but it's roughly you know what three years old that you. No, I recorded I recorded this one about a year ago. A year ago. Even with a year ago, like, I just sort of wonder sometimes. I mean, that's got to be, like, the impatience that I would have if I recorded a year ago, I'd want to I'd wanna play it right now. And I'm, I'm guessing you you had to wait because of label stuff and, and vinyl pressing stuff. Uh, as the artist, do you want to just throw it out there? Or are you just like, yeah, here, everybody listen to this? Yeah, I mean, you kind of get used to that. Like, you just are like, that's the process. Yeah. You don't really have to, you don't have to wait on the vinyl. Like, the vinyl, if the vinyl's not ready because it takes so long to press, you usually, we're, we got lucky on this and we, we got it pressed. It'll be ready when the record comes out. But the vinyl just will come out later after the record's released unless you want to hold the whole thing. But I don't, we, we never did that. But yeah, I mean, that's just the, that's just the way the game is played. You know, you do it. Then you have to master, you have to mix it, then you have to master it. So by the time it's actually ready, it's not, you know, you record it a year ahead right. of time, maybe. But then you have to go through more stuff and jump through more hoops. And then it's like ready. But then you kind of got to wait a little <laughs> longer, you know. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little tedious. But yeah, I mean, sometimes people... Uh, might want you to not play anything off of it, but uh, usually my experience is is that they kind of are cool. The label or whoever is cool with you doing what you kind of want to do, mm -hmm. which is play a song or two. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. don't like you know. Every now and then somebody will go out and play all of it, uh, and then go in and record it. Right. <laughs> like we'll do little warm-up shows and just work on the material and get it mm. sounding like really gelled and a live thing and then go record it live and they've already been doing it mm -hmm. on the road in front of people so then it gives it this whole other um kind of life that it wouldn't have going into the studio it's yeah. already living it's a little so, it's a little bit like a stand-up comedian. You work your material, you change it. Yeah, a you bit. work it, and then you go. Yeah, I know uh, my friends Dawes, uh, the band Dawes, that who I played with for a while. They they did one of their records that way. Mm -hmm. Well, now this one, 
you recorded right here in Jacksonville down the road uh, with Derek Trucks. Uh, now, I know you've known Derek for a good while. Uh, t- tell us how long you've known uh, Derek and and take us a little bit through the process of deciding to record there. Yeah, I mean, we've been seeing each other. I mean, we met when we were kids. I mean, we're roughly the same age. I think I might be a year older than him. But uh, yeah, when we would come through Jacksonville or Atlanta, somewhere where he was in town, maybe he would come to the shows and sit in. And I mean, obviously, you could tell he was, you know, he's phenomenally gifted, you know, beyond, beyond gifted, you know. But um, so, yeah, I don't have there, there aren't enough sweet things I could say about about him and Susan. They're both like the kindest sweetest people um so yeah i mean i i didn't know where i wanted to record it i had a few ideas mm-hmm. and then i i uh, ran into them at a birthday party at a mutual friend's birthday party and you know i was kind of um talking about you know Derek. you know they just asked me like what i was up to and and i said well i'm looking to record this solo record i have my songs and blah 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 and i just recommended that I I did it there, so I I, uh, I was like okay, so I took him <laughs> up on it and I put it I put it all together and made it all happen and basically nice. produced it, you know. He uh, and then next thing you know, we were just doing it and and they uh, they were there for a good for the, we did it in two different sessions and I think they were there for for one of the sessions they were home and then the other session they were gone for a good deal of it but came came in towards the end and yeah, you peek your head in once in a while. I mean, they don't, they, uh, you know, you don't want to, like, I wouldn't go in and watch somebody record their record. Like, you know, it's kind Mm -hmm. of, you want to get them in their space. So they were, they were really cool like that and just kind of checked in every now and then. Nice. He, he seems like a very Zen guy, Derek. Seems like, seems like it takes a lot for him to get off into like a, an angry mode. I've never seen him even even close to angry in like any like interviews or anything. I was just yeah. I, I've never seen him. I mean, the truth is is that I haven't spent a ton of time. You know, with with some people, it's like you're tied together and you have a connection that's beyond the the amount of time that you've actually spent with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've been seeing him and I know him. Yeah, and like, but when we when we talk. You know, when I talk to certain people, it's like, it's a lot deeper and it's yeah. about, it's more substantive at, about like all of our lives are kind of like, then like the amount of times I've gone out to eat with them. I mean, you know, probably never gone out to eat with Derek in my life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're good in my book. Right. <laughs> what now i've i've heard as far they as pass, the, they pass the test they pass the test they pass the test yeah. willie doesn't bark <laughs> at them so it's it passes no. uh i i've heard you mention i think i think you, i heard you mention this on the album that you said it was it was like an old school florida album and i mean looking at the album cover that's definitely old school florida there I mean, uh, to tell me a little bit about that idea, and then also tell me a little bit about the artwork because I like the artwork a lot. Yeah, um, 
Well, the artwork, I wish I had the information, the, the, the whole information. If you get the record, there's a whole, um, the, there's a thank you note written. Mm -hmm. I, I can give you the, the short version of it is that my wife is a designer and we were kind of going through, you know, my family, my dad's family, side of the family, mm -hmm. the Betts family has been in, in, well, been in Sarasota County for, since the late 1800s, they homesteaded there. So my dad is like quintessential, like old school Florida, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and my grandmother, you know, going out to my grandmother, my grandfather and, you know, going out, you know, cause I grew up like, you know, in a pretty nice neighborhood, you know, in the eighties, you know, the Almond Brothers weren't touring. So my dad wasn't making like, you know, a ton of money, mm -hmm. but he was, you know, he had a car, a couple cars and, you know, yeah. we had a nice house. And, but, um, so all of my friends in my neighborhood were just kind of like, didn't have accents and, you know, we just kind of, um, all hung out and had a great time. But I would go out to my grandmother's house out east, mm -hmm. um, well, we call it out east, on the west coast of Florida, that's right. inland, yeah. in the country. Um, and, you know, it would be this beautiful, like this different world, you know, this southern world of, you know, chickens. She had her own chickens and her own eggs and her her uh, her greens and all of her vegetables in the, in the garden that, that she would pick and mm -hmm. make collard greens, fried chicken, and it just, you know, and that's kind of, those memories um, kind of get into, like, you know, the, the songs. And um, and the artwork, you know, my wife was doing a, uh, making an inspiration board, and she was going through the internet looking at stuff, and she was looking at, like, old Florida stuff. Mm -hmm. And this painting came up, a lot of paintings came up, Um but this one specific painting came up that struck us and I really was interested in finding out who it was. And I, we had, a we had a friend of mine, he kind of took it upon himself to, to, to locate it. Mm -hmm. And he called the museum and talked to the museum that it was at. And then he, he tracked the guy down who has it now mm -hmm. and that guy actually lives like 15 minutes from my dad's house wow so it was all so serendipitous it was like and the painting was done by his name is pierre i don't have his last name but i think his name is he was a frenchman mm -hmm. and he moved to florida and it was done in the 1930s and I was like, well, it's great. I mean, I'm sold. I just don't know if we can use it. Like, how much is it going to cost? Blah, blah, blah. And and so my friend tracked tracked it down. And we went to, well, I didn't go because I was sick that day. And it was still, well, even if it wasn't COVID or not COVID, you don't go over to somebody's house when you're probably sick. Probably not the best idea, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could have, but, uh, you know, it probably wasn't the best idea. So they went over and, and took pictures of it, you know, for the, took an actual high res photo of it, mm -hmm. you know, to use for the, for the cover. And basically he had already agreed. We'd been in touch with him and he had agreed to just let us use it as long as we gave him, you know, promoted his book and, and did a few things that he had requested, which was like, 
I mean, I couldn't believe it. Minimal, I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's that easy? Yeah. So there's a there's a nice note in the record sleeve um, to him. And there's also, like, a really long story about what the painting is about and who, you know, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation. The album cover definitely it 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 hits the spot of old school Florida for sure. And uh, since yeah. it's old school Florida, you've got three spots on the tour in Florida, like we mentioned: Fort Lauderdale, St. Petersburg, and then right here in Jacksonville on the sixteenth. Uh, yeah. Since you are sort of like you mentioned, you you grew up near St. Petersburg, um, you know, right down the road. Do you get any extra juice for that show as far as the as far as the St. Petersburg show? Yeah, I actually it's funny cuz we were talking about like music I was listening to when I was a kid and I went yeah. through my metal phase, I went through my like, you know, alternative mm-hmm. grunge period and <clears throat> but I saw Testament and Exodus at the uh at Janice Landing in like 1988 or something. Nice, you know. And I remember I was the first time I'd ever seen like a mosh pit, and the, and it came over and like almost touched me, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's like a tornado! Like I almost got, it almost came and got me. It was funny, but no, I've seen a lot of great shows there, and it's a great venue. I, I think I played there with my dad. I've sat in with different different artists there, yeah. and yeah, I I'm really looking forward to playing there. Nice, nice. Well, now and, and of course, uh, I'm. Uh, have you played Intuition L yet at, at Jacksonville? Because I know it's uh, it's fairly new. I don't believe so. Nice. I don't believe so. Now, now, along with your your solo shows there with Palmetto Hotel, you've got a couple of shows I noticed with Motel. Uh, Motel, sorry. Motel. Uh, <laughs> Motel. <laughs> you've got a couple of uh, you got a couple of shows coming up with uh, with uh, Devin Almond as uh, Almond Betts Band again there. Um, yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, I think we're doing six. So yeah, that's that's exciting, and uh, it'll be good to dust off those tunes and get back into that for a minute. For sure. And, um, well, you got one with uh, with Larkin Poe. Have you played uh, shows with Larkin Poe before? Um, we haven't played. We've been on a cruise that they were on, and we've been we've been uh, on a couple things where just the two girls came, but we haven't done any shows with the full mm-hmm. full Almond Beth band and full Larkin Poe band. Nice. So nice. yeah, this is the first time for that. So yeah, no, I'm a big fan of theirs. They're, they're extremely talented Crazy uh, young talented. lady. So yeah, it's really cool to do a show with them. I was, I was really stoked when I saw that. Yeah. Well now along uh, on your tour, you've also got, I noticed you got a couple of, of shows with Gabriel Kelly. Uh, there's about like 10, 10 shows or so there after yeah, the Gabriel's, spots. Yeah, Gabriel's uh, supporting us on a good on most of that East Coast run. I think JB Strauss yeah. from Macon is uh, going to be with us for the Florida part of the of that run. Yeah, um, and then I think Gabriel joins us in Charleston, maybe. So yeah, we have really great support on the on the run, and then we. Uh, we're doing a festival up in, um, up in New York state with, uh, government mule and, uh, Jason Bonham, uh, Led Zeppelin experience and, uh, Phil Lesh is on the bill and yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of really cool 
you know, classic artists are on that, nice. on that festival. So that's good. Nice. G- Gabriel is a, he's a character. He came on the show. He came on a show yeah. with uh, the Hog uh, Slop uh, string band a couple of uh, years ago. And those guys pickle in that band. You got to watch out for that guy. He's a. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know Gabriel a little bit, and he's really, he's really great. He's funny. He's a fun. Yeah, I'll get to, know, I'll get to know him. I'll get to know him better. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, real quick before we go, uh, I wanted to ask yeah. you: Do you ever, do you ever Google yourself? Not really. I mean, I have. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't. I don't really. I try to not yeah. worry too much about that. Well, I, I googled you because you know a necessity when you do interviews uh yeah and i thought we might clear up people's most pondered Dwayne betts questions really quick because you know they have okay. the most asked questions there when you put in uh you know when you put in something and then it has people also ask so yeah yeah i think we can answer these pretty quick first one is Dwayne betts a good guitar player Yes, I'm a good guitar player. <laughs> Check. Yes. Number two, Dwayne. Usually, ben- usually. <laughs> Dwayne. I'm Bet- not the best guitar player, but I, I would say I'm good. I mean, you can hold your own. Second one yeah. is Dwayne Betts related to Dickie Betts. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Three. How old is Dwayne Betts? I am 45 years old. There you go. There it is. I, that one, I look. I'm like, you. You couldn't. You couldn't just look over to the side where it's got his birth date over there? But anyways, uh, <laughs> last one, what happened to Almond Betts? Oh, man, that's that's one of the most asked questions. That's that's the fourth one right there. I mean, should we just direct them to the, the shows this summer? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like asking, like, you know, like nothing i guess the answer is nothing really happened to it i mean you know i think we just kind of got to a point where we'd worked really hard and you know there was there was some stuff going on you know i'm not just gonna like completely like gloss over it i mean there was anytime a band works that hard and you know then covid happened and there was some things and you know you know people sometimes need a break and they need Mm -hmm. to step away but, you know, none of it, you know, I wanted to do a solo record. Devin and I had talked about doing each doing solo work well before any of, you know, anything may or may not have happened with anybody, you mm-hmm. know. So it basically just felt like the right time. I mean, you know, we, we can go out and do shows anytime as Almond Betts fan. And, and there's certainly like me and Devin are have never been better. I mean, we're like best of friends. So yeah, I mean, we can go out and do it whenever we want, mm-hmm. as long as the people want to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not to, not, not to just assume that they're going to want to hear it forever, but, but, uh, so yeah, there's no problem with, with the Almond Betts band. I mean, it's just that sometimes you want to do something else and you, and when you do that, you want to be really all in and passionate about it. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess that's the best answer. It's know? it's it's the new album for right now. It's it's Dwayne yeah, Betts and I mean, Palmetto I'm, I'm Motel. Always, yeah, I'm I'm super stoked to do these shows, and you know, uh, it, but you know, I mean, I have I have my thing that I'm doing too, and I have I have a lot of faith in it. So 
I don't want to just put that on the back burner right away, you know. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, Dwayne, I want to thank you for uh, for taking the time talking to us today. We're actually going to we're gonna take a break since we're up against one, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me, and have a great day. For sure. Listeners, make sure yeah. you check him out July 16th in Jacksonville, Intuition L. Make sure you check out the whole album July 14th. You can get all the information at his website, www.dwaynebets.com right now. Let's take a listen to Stare at the Sun right here on the Doc G Show.
are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Dwayne Betts right here on the Doc G Show. Mr. Dwayne coming out with his album here in about a month, July 14th. Mark it on your calendars, guys. It's going to be a fantastic, uh, fantastic album. Can't wait to hear the rest of it. Recorded right here in Jacksonville. Fantastic. And then you can see him playing Right here in Jacksonville, July 16th, two days later. You can get amped up with the album for two days and then go watch him live in concert. Tell me how awesome that is. That is awesome. Pretty awesome. That is awesome. awesome. Mike, how would you like to split your time between Wyoming and Florida? Does that sound like a doable thing? Oh, yeah. Wyoming sounds awesome. I've never been, but it sounds great, like the Wild West. In the summer. In the summer. That's a fact. I mean, yeah. right now you can go on his Instagram. He's got a, a video on there of, of Wyoming Vista that he was actually out there hiking. And you got the mountains and you got the, the prairie. And, mm. uh, and I told him it looks amazing, but um, not during February. I don't, mm. I, don't want, yeah. I don't want any of that nonsense. No. Nope. Yeah. No, no, People thank cranky. you. Cranky. Probably getting in duels. Yeah, exactly. They do in Wyoming. Lots of <laughs> lots of cowboys going at each other. Saloons. And I'll yeah. tell you, there's only one cowboy I want to hang out with. That's Cowboy Rollins. Rollins. That's that's Mr. Oh, we need him back on the show, man. I miss yes. that guy. That's fantastic, uh, man. Huge fan. And trust me, when I am cleaning my cast iron, that's who I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know what? This is, what, <laughs> this is how I need to do it. And that sometimes I, I finish, Mike. I finish uh, my meal, and I'm like, you know, I really feel like cleaning my cast iron skillet. And I'm like, Kent Rollins would kick my now. I need to, I yeah, need to would. clean it. I need to clean it. <laughs> and I clean it. I do, Mike. I do. Mike, uh, we need to move on to the fastest growing segment in the world. Mike C, top three. Woo! Mike, we got an interesting one. You you wanted to do the best Disney films. So originally, I was going to go for the actual Disney films. Just (laughs) truly from Disney. Yeah. But then I saw some on there, and so I almost kept it. I have two that are truly just Disney films. Same, 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 yeah. But then I have one that is uh, that is Touchstone, I think, or one of the ones that they bought. Um, yeah. So anyways, do you have any honorable mentions, Mike? Yeah, and I think this is going to fall into your uh, category of yep. like Walt Disney Pictures, but uh, Armageddon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great Disney movie. Not bad. Not bad. I've got one that's even further off of Disney, Mike, but it technically you. owned by Disney. Yeah. Pretty Woman. Sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love Pretty Woman, man. Such a good movie. On the come up, you know? You're a hooker out there doing what you can, and you know what? You (laughs) fall into love, but it is a true love, you know? I can't say enough about Pretty Woman. Fantastic. All right, I'm going to watch that movie. Plus, Julia Robertson is infectious. She's just uh, in a a good way. She's just, uh, you know? Yeah, fantastic. Mike, my number three... This is the one that is not a Disney movie, and, and and arguably it's why I put it three instead of higher because it is a fantastic movie. But number three, Tombstone. Sweet. Mm. 
What movie was that? I don't actually you know, know anything about that it's movie. It's about Wyatt Earp. It's about Wyatt Earp, the, the law man from back in the wild, wild west. It's got okay. Kurt Russell playing Wyatt Earp, and then it's got uh, Val Kilmer playing Doc Holliday. His, okay, yeah, I vaguely remember it, yeah. His okay. wild cap sidekick. And there's all mm -hmm. kinds of classic lines from it, like, I'm here, Huckleberry. That's just my game. That's right. Oh, love it. It's a fantastic movie, Mike. If you haven't haven't watched Tombstone recently, go back, watch it. They it, probably filmed that in Wyoming, right? I might put... I, I think they actually filmed <laughs> part of it near the actual Tombstone, like the actual town of Tombstone. I, I can't remember it. Oh. I have to go back and look at it. But um, I... Uh, I would, I, I might, and this, people might get really upset about this, but I might say it is one of the best, if not the best Western there is mm. for me. Okay. Tombstone, I'd put uh, uh, Tombstone and um, Tombstone, Unforgiven. Those are the two that I would say are the best uh, Westerns in my uh, opinion. Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood before he went uh, uh, off the, the, the rails. Uh, very good one. Plus, Unforgiven also has uh, Morgan Freeman, so it obviously goes up a couple oh, yeah. of notches. Oh, but for sure. That's my number three, Tombstone. Mike, your number three. <clears throat> my number three, kind of a non Disney movie, but technically a Disney movie. The Sixth Sense. Mm. You can't go wrong with The Sixth Sense. I mean, that movie, incredible. A little spooky, what a twist. Though. Oh yeah! I don't like. Oh, yeah. I don't like oh, that. Yeah. I'm not. Nope. I'm, that's that's getting too close to horror for me, Mike. Oh, yeah, I know it's yeah, not yeah. horror. Hey, but... come check out my dad's guns. No, thank you. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, uh, you have a hole in the back of your head, sir. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, my number two, Mike. Yeah, number two. Now we're actually in Disney. My number okay. two. And this was very hard to choose which one I wanted to do, one or two. I couldn't. It's a toss-up. Either one would work for me. All right. Remember the Titans. Ah, remember the Titans. Love remember the Titans, man. In my opinion, and again, all the Rudy fans and the Friday Night, Light, uh, Friday Night Lights fans will get mad at me. But in my opinion, remember the Titans best uh football movie i know my brother will get very angry at me too because <laughs> any given sunday is his football well, it's one of his favorite movies of all time and i will say any given sunday is very very close to me for for uh remember the titans but remember the titans just holds a special place in my heart love yeah. remember the titans and just mm. so good plus i've said many times on the show and listeners know very well I met the real Coach Boone from that movie, the guy that Denzel Washington played mm. in the movie. Yeah, met him in nice. real life. He told me I had nice hair. So there you go. Mm. That is awesome. Yeah, there you go. Number two, Mike, what do you got? For me, number two, uh, Brink. Brink. Brink, Disney movie about rollerbladers. Of course, that will be my number two because I... I'm a I'm an aggressive you're, skater dog. Gee, I don't blader. know if I've ever mentioned this on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm a blader. And uh, Brink was a Disney Channel movie. I, I can't remember what the actors' names were, but <laughs> fantastic movie. Uh, and I actually purchased it. I've purchased se it on. Uh, yeah. I've seen you go at it, listeners. Listeners, I've seen Mike get his skate on, and I got to be honest, he's got a lot oh, of yeah. skills. 
He's got skate backwards. Yeah. He, he's got a lot of skills that I definitely do not have. Nope. And if we went out there together, I would break something. Yes! And it would be a sad, it would basically be like this past summer where I dislocated my shoulder. And there would be a sad instance of a lot of pictures coming of Mike taking me to the hospital and me sitting there in a sad, defeated pile beside him. It wouldn't be good. Wouldn't Live be show good. from the hospital. Live show, hospital. <laughs> I can barely breathe because this sucks so bad. Um, Top three. All right. Top three uh, worst hospital experiences. This one, number one. Um, no, that one would be the best then, of course, because we were doing a live yeah. show. Uh, yeah, there we go. Mike, number one on my list. I don't know. Might have made your list. I don't know. We'll see. Pirates of the Caribbean, the curse uh, of the Black Pearl. Yes. The first one, everybody. The, the first, first one, one. yeah. That is yeah. the best. Not that I don't like two and three. Two and three were all right. Mm-hmm. After you got past three, it was just ridiculous. Most of those were weird and dumb. Yeah. But the first three, very good. The first one, the yeah. best one. Just, uh, mm. I'll be honest, Mike, a little spooky when those guys turn into into uh, g- ghouls and goblins when you find out yeah. they're all dead from taking the, the cursed treasure. You're like, whoo, all right. I don't know if I want to be a part of that boat. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just like the ride, though, and I appreciate that. Yeah, very <laughs> similar. Very similar. Yeah, Mike, um, what is your number one? Man, I, I should have added Pirates of the Caribbean as a honorable mention because it really was a fantastic movie. I totally forgot about it. But um, my number one is Peter Pan, the cartoon. Disney, Sweet. classic Peter Pan movie. I mean, I don't know how many times I've actually watched that movie, uh, but definitely more than 10, probably more than 10 times. Full movie. Which is one of the reasons why you decided you did not want to grow up. I get it. No. I no, get still it. no. Yeah. I get it. I had, to, I had to Google real quick after you said that. I was like, is Hook a Disney film? But Hook is not a Disney film. So that's... Yeah. I checked. I checked. I yeah. checked. Because that would have been that would have been my number one probably if it was... Uh, did Disney you watch film. that more than the, the cartoon version of Peter Pan? No, because I had the cartoon on tape. So if I was ever, you know, having a, a night I couldn't get to sleep... Throw Peter Pan on and boom, um, and you were so like off to Neverland, Mother Truckers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for but, uh, it. Yeah, Hook. I've seen that one definitely like multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. Even I, recently, I think we watched it. I love Hook. You know, yeah, that was a good great one. movie. I had that one on. Uh, I had that one on VHS. That was a VHS <clears throat> right there. You know. Um, yeah, it was a good one. Also, I got to say, honorable mention as well to Peter Pan and Wendy, the new Disney Peter Pan movie. We just finished watching it, and that mm. awesome. I will say that was a great, like, uh, live action. Peter Didn't Pan. even see it. Here, here. Yeah, now, it's great. Now I, feel, now I feel left out. Now I need to check it out. <laughs> it's on Disney+. Plus. There check it out. is. There it is. I'm going to get it done. Well, there you go. Best Disney Films. Mike, do you have our topic for next week? I do, and I'm pretty excited about this. Top three movie cars. Movie cars. Yeah, movie cars. So any car in any movie that you could own, what are your mm. top three? Mm. Any mm. car. A lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of Fast and the Furious going through my head. <laughs> no, not really. I've only seen yeah. like two of those movies, but... Uh, I can't believe I know some people that have seen like all 37 of those movies. (laughs) 
Like, I'm just, I don't know about you, Mike, but I'm not interested in the slightest in those things. Not, no, I watched the first one was pretty good. I yeah, think I yeah, well, I, really I mean, good. you know, back, all the way back then, that was like when I was still in the days of like when I was like near high school that it was like, well, I got nothing better to do. You want to go see a movie? Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Much. Like, you know, yeah. so I don't know. It's just, I mean, it, like, you know, now there's, you got, you got, Aquaman in them. You've got the rock in them. You got like, it just seems, it's just so much, it, too much, too much. Yeah. Anyways, movie cars. Got it. Movie cars. Okay. Uh, I've got one of them. I don't know what else. Uh, I've got one in my head. I don't know what else I'm going to have. The more you think it. about it, the more options there are, the harder I think it will become for you. Is Lifeguard going to be on my list? <laughs> it may. I don't know. It's pretty sweet stingray. Pretty nice. Yeah, A lot of montages time. thinking about it. <laughs> Gotta think, gotta get to that passionate imagine, kiss. Yeah, imagine passionate kissing somebody in that car. Mm, be oh, lovely. Be lovely. Mike, we gotta move on to our last birthday suit. You are on the precipice of a three for three. I felt it. That's right. It's coming back. And I will say, too, June 7th, lots of uh, lots of famous birthdays on June 7th. It's a, it's a popular cool. birthday there, you know? Mm. Like, I mean, there were a lot of folks that I didn't choose. Uh, Liam Neeson, it's his birthday. Mm. L.A. Reid, the famous producer, it's his birthday. Yeah. Uh, Dave Navarro, the the uh, uh, guitarist, it's his birthday. Mm -hmm. Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live, it's his birthday. Uh, Michael Sarah, it's his birthday. Oh. Uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, famous folks. But this person I think you'll know, too. Uh, reality star here. So... Got any reality stars just on the top of your head that it could be? Donald Trump, uh, I guess, is the first guy that comes to mind. <laughs> Definitely um, not. Think, uh, think, adventure reality star, survivor reality star. Okay. You got to get out there into the the wild and survive. Who Bear is Grylls. It? Yes. Uh, Les Stroud. There it is. Uh, Bear Grylls is correct. Mike didn't even need the 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 captions on any three of these guys. Yes, nah. I knew he'd get it. Bear Grylls is correct. Born on June 7, 1974 in London, England. Our birthday suit wearer loved going on adventures. His father taught him how to climb and sail when he was young. He learned to skydive as a teenager. When our birthday suit wearer graduated from uh, school, he decided to hike through the Himalayas. Who doesn't do that, right? Mm -hmm. Totally normal. Then right after that, he decided to serve in the Territorial Army of Britain. But in 1996, in Kenya, during a free-fall parachute exercise, his parachute failed to open, and he broke three vertebrae. Only a year later, he achieved one of his childhood dreams. Year and a half later, sorry. He achieved one of his childhood dreams. He climbed Mount Everest. Jeez. Mm. Pretty impressive. Uh, in 2000, he raised money for the Royal National Lifeboat Institute, by circumnavigating the entire country of England on jet skis. A, Didn't know that. Yeah, that's a real weird that, one, I gotta be honest. Uh, in 2006, he started a reality show called Born Survivor in the UK, and it was called Man vs. Wild in America. Our birthday suit wearer was dropped off in crazy situations and then had to work his way back to civilization. 
2014, he starred in a show on NBC called Running Wild, where he took celebrities out on a two-day trip in the wilderness, which lasted for two seasons. He is now co-hosting a competition-based show uh, called I Survived Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls, Mike. There we go. There yeah. we go. Turning, uh, oh, he's about to turn 50. 49 for Bear Grylls. Nice. There we go. There we go. They uh, they really emphasize the gross eating stuff on that new uh, show. They're really all about that. Trying to really emphasize them having to eat gross things. So, I don't think I'll watch any episode, Mike. <laughs> nope. I'm not. I, I don't, Did you watch any of the Bear Grylls stuff? Uh, I watched like all of them. Yeah. yeah? I watched. Yeah. I, I used to be a huge fan of Survivor Man with Les Stroud, Bear Grylls, Man vs. Wild. Yeah. It inspired. Like, so I had a couple buddies. We went camping and we brought, we had little flint knives. We were making our fires. Yeah. It was awesome. Wow. That was it. That was it. That was basically <laughs> the only ex extreme thing you did was, was make a fire. You didn't Yeah, drink. pretty much. Hey, but we were, uh, we went camping unprepared. Like we hiked out like f six miles or something. And I brought like a bottle of water. <laughs> like it was, it was a, it was a terrible experience uh, towards the end. Yeah. That makes sense. I get it. Yeah, it was bad, I get but it. I get great, it. Good times. Well, good to know that, that Bear Grylls did not motivate anybody to the point of like killing themselves. So that's good. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's good to know that you didn't hike out like 40 miles uh, and then like three days later, people are like, where, where did Mike go? Where? <laughs> oh, he's dead. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Uh, Bear Grylls turning 49, Mike. You are three, four. Three. That's right. Which means you are now 60, uh, 36 and a quarter out of 66. Nicely done. Go. Moving away from the 50%. Higher. Cool. Higher. Cool. Love it. I love it. Mike, we have some fantastic shows coming up. We have got the fantastic artist, No Love for the Middle Child, coming on the show can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, then, very excited about this one, Mike. You know this one coming up. We have Matchbox 20 coming on the show. Amazing. Can't wait to talk. Their guitarist, Luke, is coming on the show to promote their July 5th show here in Jacksonville. Been a fan of Matchbox 20 since i don't know man yeah since the beginning 93 or 4 or whenever yeah. their first song was i said baby it's 3 a.m yeah. i must be lonely oh gosh yes yes mike yeah. listen to casey Kasem countdown and be like this is matchbox 20 for the 78th week in a row at number mm. one and you're like they f yeah it. yeah let's do it oh can't wait to talk to him man it's gonna be good uh, but until next week, guys, we got to wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Sure, Doc G, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Of course. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doodah. -doo.